you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The Iron Lady sings with that makes it official. Welcome to the show. As always, we appreciate you guys being on the Chris Voss Show. Thank you for always coming by. The Chris Voss Show is the family that loves you but doesn't judge you, at least not as harshly as your father did because you took apart his favorite watch when you were a kid, and he's hated you ever since. And he liked Johnny better. Work it out with them or go to therapy. That's not really my problem. But the great thing we do at the Chris Voss Show is we bring all these really smart people on that can help assist you with your childhood traumas from your father relationship and mother, too, or whatever traumas you got. That's what we do on the Chris Voss Show. We uh, invite these amazing people, the CEOs, the billionaires, the White House presidential advisors, the astronauts, the people who write these stories of their journeys, their dichotomies, their their cathartic moments, everything that got them to survive to this point, that is. <laughs> that was like fucking dark there, Chris. What's going on? I actually had something darker in my head, but it, was, it didn't sound quite as funny. But uh, they've survived this far until that meter hits. I, I just got a notification. There's one on the way. But they teach you and uh, this the, they, <laughs> just we just have fucking great people on the show so go to goodreads.com yeah. for chess chris voss linkedin.com for chess chris voss youtube.com for chess chris voss subscribe to the big linkedin newsletter that thing grows like a fucking weed subscribe to the 130,000 group over on linkedin and i don't know what's going on everyone loves this show evidently at the beginning of the new year for 16 years we've been doing this stupid thing and uh, I guess all the New Year's resolution people decided they wanted to listen to the Chris Voss show. So the Chris Voss show so far in January is up 200%. And it's already got millions of downloads. It's just really stupid. If you're listening to the Chris Voss show, thank you for being new. Because there's a lot of you. Holy crap. You guys are breaking. You guys Every day you guys are breaking records. So thank you, whoever you are out there. We certainly appreciate you guys being new. Today we have an amazing author on the show. As always, we have these brilliant minds on the show. None of them are me, of course. That's why we have guests. We have Matt Murray on the show with us. His newest book is called The Blue Collar King's Blueprint for Success. How to Create an Abundantly Fulfilled Lifestyle and Turn Your Service Business into an Eight figure cash flow machine who the heck doesn't want that to happen it just came out november 6 2023 so it's hot off the presses and you can get a chance to pick it up where refined books are sold matt murray is a seasoned veteran with a rich tapestry of over two decades of experience his journey much like yours was filled with the same trials tribulations and uncertainty that life throws at us but precisely these experiences help forge him into the person he is today, a true beacon of transformation and inspiration to others. Welcome to the show, Matt Murray. How are you? I am amazing. Thanks for having me. So you definitely cleared the air for me on if we're cussing on the show today or not. You know, I go, I go on some shows and I'm like, okay, I got to turn the potty mouth off for this show, which is hard to do for a blue collar guy. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm like, mm, like biting my tongue when an F bomb's ready to slip out or something like that. So I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. I can be unfiltered, like full authentic Matt Murray today. So there you go. 
There you go. Totally unfiltered. The unfiltered show. Maybe they should call it that. So, Matt, welcome to the show. Give us your .com so people can find you on the interwebs, please. Yeah, so it's easy. Bluecollarking.com is my website. There's some information there. And if you guys want to chat with me, text me, check me out, another easy place to find me is Instagram at the real blue collar king. So two easy ways to get a hold of me. There you go. Where can we Snapchat you? No, I'm just kidding. We don't yeah, I don't do Snapchat, but thanks anyways. I do have a MySpace though. Oh, do you, you do you really? I, I no, think I, I do too. So somewhere. It's probably an AOL account. So <laughs> give us a thirty thousand overview of what the Blue Collar Kings blueprint blueprint for success is about. Yeah. So yeah. So my journey as a blue collar guy started young. I was born into the blue collar, you know, generation and era and stuff, if you will. My parents worked at the grocery store. Dad was a meat cutter. Mom was a checker. Dad was always, you know, had side job projects in the in the garage and the driveway, wrenching on stuff, doing stuff mm-hmm. to make extra money. And then I kind of grew up working on things too. I got a job doing car stereo alarm systems and stuff like that. Then I worked on jet skis and I became a four by four mechanic. And then in 1997, I got in introduced to the trades and mm-hmm. I got into HVAC, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. I got in the union out of LA in 97 and then did that for, for six years, which was amazing. And then unfortunately the company got in financial trouble and we all got laid off in 2003 and I was off on my own and I had a, a side job. A family friend had referred me to do some work at their home and mm-hmm. I started doing side jobs in 2003 and that just kind of grew. One thing led to the next and the side job just kept coming. And 20 years later, I'm still on my summer side job with, you know, over 40 employees and <laughs> consulting. I started a HVAC refrigeration company in 2015. And yeah, the rest is history. It's amazing. There you go. Short 20 years, you know. And you dub yourself the blue collar king. Tell us what, tell us what, tell, why you use that moniker and, and how you earned it. Yeah. So I don't really remember where the name came up. It was about a year, year and a half ago. And I decided to launch into like having a personal brand and going off and doing consulting and coaching to help other people. Mm-hmm. And I don't really remember where the name came from, but I remember when it was first suggested by whoever it was, mm-hmm. I, was I remember saying, that's a really stupid name, Blue Collar King. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't really, why? And they're like, I don't know. You just kind of like, you like built a kingdom and you kind of doing this and that, and it just kind of sticks. So it kind of had to grow on me. And I'm like, all right, Mm -hmm. you know what? It kind of does. I've kind of built a little bit of a kingdom where I created some businesses. And so I kind of played with it for a while. And I'm like, you know what? Actually, it kind of grew on me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I can, I've kind of become a king in my own world, if you will. Mm-hmm. And my mission now is to help other blue collar, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs become kings or queens and, and build their, their eight finger, eight figure kingdom. Excuse me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I've been, I, I tripped over your, when I was reading your, your book title and I think I called it, what was it? What did I call it? I said something like, what did I say? I said, yeah. Blue, blue lint or brew friend or something like blue friend. Yeah. I, it's probably a seizure that's coming on or it's probably a, it's probably it's, a it's stroke. Weather. Probably a stroke. Yeah. I might be yeah. biting. I probably, it's probably yeah. Biden's fault. It's Thursdays. So it's probably a stroke. No, you give me a really good idea. Maybe I should use the King moniker hmm, on my stuff. Let's see. What would I, it would have to be fashioned after my life, lifestyle and mentality. Let's see. White trash trailer park King. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I think that works. I'll have I like it. <laughs> <laughs> the Jerry Springer of 
podcasting. Anyway, it's not that people, Jesus Christ, please don't, don't put that on me. Uh, you know, a lot of blue, so you espouse and, and, and promote and, and talk to people that there's, there's still great money that can be made in blue collar. Blue collar has kind of gotten this, this bad perception of taint from, I think, recent generations. Of course, a lot of these generations lately are like, I just want to be a YouTube influencer and, and I don't know, lick, uh, Kim Kardashian's ankles, and uh, but but there seems to be you know I even see them in the dating markets where women are like I want a guy who has a college degree and works in some executive building. And you're like, do you know how much blue collar guys make? Like welders and tradesmen and and different things. These guys these guys make some serious freaking money, and it's not getting any right now. You have you have well I'll, I'll say this data for later because I can't remember it. But why 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 is it? important for the blue collar business to be promoted and espoused and, and also taught to, you know, amplify its figures into the eight figure realm as you talk about. Yeah. So I, I agree with what you're saying. So the newer generations, they don't really want to come into the blue collar stuff. It's like, it's not sexy, right? So mm -hmm. if anything, I could say, maybe I make blue collar sexy again by yeah. showing people, especially this younger generation that they do want to be these, you know, YouTube influencers and they want to, mm -hmm. they want to be programmers and gamers and write code and stuff. Mm -hmm. But blue collar is an amazing, you know, it's an amazing thing to become a trades worker. You mm -hmm. can absolutely make a lot of money, a hundred K, 150 K, 200 K plus all day mm -hmm. long in the trades. Mm -hmm. You can bypass that whole college degree thing and go right into making a lot of money yeah. very, very quickly. So it, you know, and at the whole, the whole country, everything's built on the backbone. Our whole infrastructure of this country mm -hmm. is built on the backbone of blue collar trades workers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people don't realize that either. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll talk to people even in dating and they're just like, I just, I, I just want a man who's doing the thing and, and working in a big building. And, and I'm like, I don't know, they get laid off a lot. I don't know if you've seen that lately, but you know, the people who keep this world, your air conditioning running in those big, tall buildings, the executives are in yep. are, are the blue collar people. They're the people right. who maintain the internet and throughout the ground or, you know, wherever it's working these this week, the sewer systems, the garbage systems, you know, all these bricklayers, building houses, cons contractors, constructors, you know, you, you couldn't have any of these fine, you know, right. white collar things without the blue collar base. Correct. And one statistic that really caught my eye recently was right now you have out of every seven boomers that are retiring, and they're retiring fast, like I can't mm -hmm. remember, there's a statistic, but it's a huge number every day that they're retiring. Out of seven of those that are high quality tradesmen, life tradesmen, you know, they, they're the ultra, I don't know what you call them in, in trade, but they're the, they're the ultra experience, right? They know everything. Yep. For every seven of those guys that are retiring, there's only one of those that are coming into the business or place them, and they're novices. Like they don't have, you know, they don't know how to do all the welds yep. stuff yet. Exactly. And so there's a real glut coming or a lack coming, I should say, of of quality skill, blue collar thing of uh, people. And that just means the price for those folks are going to go up. Like I'm, I'm going to go start learning plumbing because I'm not going to be able to afford a plumber. I mean, I'm going to it's going to be cheaper for me to go to the doctor than it is for me to call a plumber. And that says so. we're headed. Yeah, it, it's definitely a, a thing. And people. People, you know, the great thing about having a trade is if you have a trade, you can go anywhere with it. You don't have to worry about, like, I don't think AI is going to replace contractors anytime soon. <laughs> not, not happening. 
don't think AI is going to be down in the sewers walking around checking internet lines and power yeah, lines and probably not and doing that anytime soon. I think I saw it. There was a meme that was going around where someone had a contractor building they were building for a commercial thing. They're like, yeah, AI ain't replacing this, man. Nope. And yeah, so- job security is as strong to quite strong as a as a blue collar mm-hmm. trades worker for sure. Yeah. I mean, right now we're in this huge layoff season of people and they're, they're high tech workers, you know, high paid mm-hmm. workers, they're getting laid off because of AI mm-hmm. and it's probably, it's probably not going to change. So in your book, what are some of the things that you tease that we can tease out from your book that you, you talk to people about and helping them kind of build to the next level? You know, we've all, I, my first company was a subcontracting stucco business that I learned from my father. So I, that's where I started in blue collar. What are some of the things that you do ta- tell people to, to kind of take their thinking to the next level? Yeah, kind of high level on that in my book, what I talk about, and this is what I learned as I was growing my business I would grow the business and I would kind of like hit the ceiling, right? Like I would Mm -hmm. max out and I would like hit this growth ceiling and then there would be some retraction and then we would make money and lose money. And I kept, I kept hitting what I came to find out as my Peter principle. And -hmm. what I realized is that growing a business is not just a business tactical thing. Mm -hmm. It's also a mindset and personal development thing. And what I had found is that there is a connection between the personal development side of things and the business development side of things. And when you marry personal development together with business development, that's when you can really start to get traction and break through and bust through some of the limiting beliefs. So what I talk about is I give a framework in my book. I give a strategy, a conceptual strategy for people to understand these five pillars of life and how they're all interconnected. There you go. Do you want to tease some of the five pillars out to us? Yeah, absolutely. So I I have a five pillars framework. I call it the five S or core five. The first pillar is faith and mindset. The second pillar is family and relationships. The third pillar is fitness and health. The fourth pillar is finance and serving. And the fifth pillar is the foundation that kind of holds up. So if you can imagine having these four pillars of faith, family, fitness, and finance sitting on a flat foundation. Foundation mm-hmm. is truth and integrity. And what I've come to find is living an objective life of, of constantly working on all these five pillars. What I do is I assess myself every day. First thing in the morning, I write down five things that I'm grateful for. Uh-huh. And then I score myself where I'm at on these five pillars. And then I know how to go to work today on what I need to focus on and improve. Some days I'm doing really good in the finance pillar and not Mm -hmm. so good in my fitness. So I'm like, all right, I got a simple scoring system. And I just attack the the day one day at a time. And I score myself in in this pillar system. And I know how to measure myself and where I need to improve. There you go. I love this mindset because gratefulness is so important. It keeps you grounded. It keeps you from having FOMO if you're missing out or, or, you know, worried about what everybody else is doing when no one cares. But I wish I'd had this uh, sort of thinking when I was younger. When I started my first companies, we were working 18-hour days. Mm -hmm. I didn't take care of my fitness. I didn't take care of my health. And I had this attitude that like, well, all right, I'm putting on some weight, but I'll work it out later. I'm going to get rich, and then I'll have plenty of money and time to work out later. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, when I got rich, that didn't work that way. In fact, uh, trying to play catch up is a is a nightmare, and 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 plus, it, it your fitness and your health, you know, all, all the things you described are a balancing system that that keep 
everything going to keep you in the healthy mindset, to keep you in, in the work that you're doing, to keep you on the purpose that you're serving for. And, and, and without them, you really can't have them. I mean, I'm, I'm 55 now. I can't not have fitness like that. Can't when, when I work out, my brain is sharper, it's clearer and everything else. And if I don't work out, then I don't know, it just turns to mud, which it's already mud as it is. So there you go. So I love that you put these balance in there. Now, one of the one of the challenges I think a lot of people have, and I, I I take this from my own toll of being in the uh, starting my company when I was blue collar, was you know the mindset of you you kind of you, okay I do the work and then and then you know I'm the guy right and so I think what you help people do is is scale right is right. move beyond that sort of limiting thing you know how do you get to be the HVAC guy who's just one guy to you know have 15 trucks and you know, multi, multi offices and things of that nature. So, yeah, the first thing I do when I go to work with people is I first look at a, a, where they're at on their journey in, in terms of their revenue size. And that tells me a lot about their mindset. Mm-hmm. So I can tell, you know, if a guy's like 500 K to a million, or if he's 2 million to three, I know at that, at that entry point of those lower level revenue size entrepreneurs, that we got to work on the basics. And I, my first program is called Foundations. And uh-huh. at that level, I'm working with people on just a couple of things, just their discipline mm-hmm. and their execution. Because right there, we're learning like the basics of how to, how to make just basic decisions, how to execute, work on time management, prioritize, and these little types of things. So it's mm-hmm. right off the bat, I, I give them some tools and tactics because when people come to me, they always think, you know, they need like another strategy or the next what I call the magic pill, right? So I, I give them I give them what they think they need, but then I go or want rather, but then I go to work on what they actually need to help them get to the next level. And that's immediately working on their mindset and mm-hmm. how they like, you know, their, their limiting beliefs, their EQ and all these types of things. There you go. I, yeah. I love that. And I espouse that somewhere in my youth, I picked it up from John Wooden, coach John Wooden, the infamous coach, infamous, famous, there famous, you go. Infamous. 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 One of the same. Yeah. Depends on if you lost to him, I suppose, his team. <laughs> then he was infamous. But uh, he had the quote about, I believe in the basics, attention to and perfection of tiny details that can be commonly overlooked. Yes. And, you know, he would, he, you know, he'd have some basketball player who would, you know, play, do the Michael Jordan run down the court and, you know, hit the three pointer or do this, you know, mm-hmm. artful slam dunk. And he's like, well, that's great, but I want to see you work the, 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 the keys. I want to see you, you know, do your free throws. Let's see how you do on free throws exactly. and working. Those basics are so important. You know, we saw that kind of in football during the playoffs. I think it was one or two times where somebody stepped over the, somebody stepped over the scrimmage line or whatever it's called, uh, mm-hmm. the, the line. And that simple play uh, screwed them. I think it screwed one team basically at the end. I mean, there's there's a whole lot of factors that go into a game, but it was it was one of the deciding factors at the end at losing a down. It was important, and so the basics are so important. And then you you espouse discipline, and discipline is everything because it it's all about your ability to execute. Absolutely. Yeah. If we, if we have a problem like prioritizing and if we have a problem with time management, I could give somebody a hundred million dollar playbook 
<laughs> but if we if we can't even you know make simple decisions and we if, if we can't you know set up focus blocks and prioritize like it doesn't matter how many tactics or strategies or marketing I give them mm-hmm. and I could whip them up I could install some you know business development stuff very quickly in terms of sales and marketing but if we do that if I don't have the entrepreneur's mindset right in terms of the in- infrastructure of the business and supporting the operational things around the growth and we're we're going to build it up and it's just going to crumble we're going to go back and that's what I did yeah. I learned that it was like, you know, I call it stacking floors on top of a one story house or building that's never designed to be a multi story structure. We're adding floors, adding floors, aka more sales, more sales, more sales. And we haven't built up that infrastructure, that framework, that foundation of not just the business operations and tactics, but the mindset of the leader to be able to support all of this additional revenue. There you go. You know, what do they always say about success? 90, 90% of it is showing up. Yep. There you go. <laughs> if you can't be disciplined to show up, you know, get out of bed, get there, get on site, rock and roll it. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter what plan you have. You're the greatest business model in the world and it's not going to, it's not going to execute. So really important factors that go into it. Now let's talk a little bit about your website. Tell us what sort of services and offerings you do over there for people. Yeah, so that's a good place to look at the the few different programs that I have. I have I have different programs that I offer and mm-hmm. it's it's aligned to where people are at on their journey again in terms of their revenue size. So I have different programs that are larger and more robust that include more things for larger companies and then we have smaller programs too that are that are designed for people that are, you know, kind of just getting started off in that that smaller scale. There you go. And so they can basically coach with you. Is that correct? Yes, I do coaching. I do training. We have a mastermind program where we put people into an ecosystem where we're doing, you know, doing business operating systems, doing life operating systems, doing workshops. It's all, I don't do public stuff where I, you know, whip up a bunch of advertising and throw a bunch of people into a raw, 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 you know, show Mm -hmm. or seminar. The stuff I do is more hands-on. It's more intimate and it's more exclusive type, very tactical, more one-on-one work with business owners. There you go. And people can even get a toolkit, I think, access to a toolkit off your website where they can put in their email and get a toolkit resources of different things that you use there. Absolutely. Yeah. You can go to the website and there's some resources there for you that have some some business tactics that you can that you can grab. There you go. And you talk about some of this on your social channels as well. I do. Yeah. On Facebook, I think, and Instagram and YouTube. Yeah, so Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook are kind of the three platforms where I drop most of my content. There you go. So you can get a little bit of freemium content there. You know, what do you see most? We had somebody on recently who was also a blue-collar person, and they, their story was is they started becoming successful in blue-collar, and they were scaling their business. The problem mm-hmm. is I think they forgot the taxes part. Or they forgot something, but I, 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 they were low bidding jobs. They were getting all these jobs, but they weren't making a profit and they didn't understand that, <laughs> you know, if you're <laughs> just because you're doing a lot of business doesn't mean you're making a lot of money. <laughs> and they ended up, I think it was $300,000 in debt or a few hundred thousand dollars in debt at the end of the day. And, and, and then they had to figure out how to get out of it. So their story is how to get out of it. But what do you what do you see a lot of blue collar people struggling that are trying to scale? Yeah, well, for one, I can beat that that three hundred thousand dollars in tax debt. I whipped it up to about six hundred thousand once. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah. So it tur- it turns out that the IRS is not the best institution to borrow money from. Their fees are very high. <laughs> yeah, it's important to learn when you're scaling a business that you have to pay payroll taxes to mm-hmm. the feds and mm-hmm. to the state. Then after you pay that too, the income you're making, you're going to have to pay, mm-hmm. you're going to have to pay income tax on that stuff as well too. Yeah. Yeah, very important to know that when you're estimating projects, so this is where this is what bites contractors in the booty. Oh. Most guys don't know what I call fully loaded labor burden. That's actually what the cost of your labor is uh-huh. with the taxes, with the workers' comp, all the crapola that you have to pay for having an employee. And uh-huh. a simple rule of thumb for, for any business, but for contractors specifically, is just doubled if you want to cover your costs. Whatever a guy makes in his hourly pay, this is a good rule of thumb. If he makes 20 bucks an hour, he's probably costing you 40. If uh-huh. he makes 40 bucks an hour, he's probably costing you 80. So mm-hmm. when you're estimating your project and looking at your pricing, you need to make sure that you're allocating for the, the burdens that go on top of labor. There you go. That, yep. That's so important because you know, taxes are out, death and taxes. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, you've got a, if you have health insurance you're offering and things like that, and then there's state, there's state money as well. You know, they, they want their thing. And then usually right. you have workman's comp. Workman's comp is a big deal. Yep. That can, that, that can break you. I mean, I've had companies where, you know, we had a very blue collar sort of business. And the workman's mm-hmm. comp was, the workman's comp difference between blue collar and white collar was like, astoundingly different absolutely and uh, you know there's a lot more injuries but you got a factor for all this stuff business insurance i I wonder how many contractors and people in blue collar these days have have business insurance i always should have gotten that what about like you know one of the things that people have in blue collar is is a lot of times you are the center of the universe do you you teach people on how to get insurance to cover yourself if you end up going down or or things like that or i can't remember the different insurance they have for that yeah, key man insurance is definitely something that if you have a, you know, if you're growing a company and scaling, that mm-hmm. would be a good insurance, you know, policy to have and carry because if you if you are the CEO of the company and everything still kind of runs through you, that's that's high risk, right? So key mm-hmm. man insurance is is really important. But what I when I work with business owners and entrepreneurs, the first thing that we start working on is as I teach them and this is hard for a lot of smaller companies to understand this mindset because they want to have control, right? And they don't want to let go of the vine, but we immediately start working on replacing you in every role that you are working in, mm-hmm. in the business. So we can build an actual leadership team underneath you. So you can fly the airplane, not working in the weeds and, and all that stuff. So yeah, it's super important to understand all these different dynamics and moving pieces. There you go. And, and that's one of the things that people probably need a lot of help from people like you on is how to scale and delegate. Because that's the biggest challenge a lot of entrepreneurs have is, is learning to delegate, learning to exponate yourself into other employees and, and, and do that scaling. Because you, you just kind of, when you're first starting out, you kind of do everything. But it, it, sometimes it's hard to let that go and turn that over to other people. And of course, hire right, find the right people who will do the job you can trust with your work and your business and your contractors. Contracting, of course, uh, mm-hmm. your business model, whether you want to do a, uh, C Corp and S Corp partnership or sole, sole proprietorship, however you're set up, you know, yep. it's really so important. And then probably prepping, you know, for an exit, right? To sell if you want to sell your business. You know, a lot of prepping for exiting your business you need to do from the very start, from the in, from the moment you decide what sort of setup you're going to have, whether it's an LLC and all those things. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, delegation and leadership is an art in itself. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us that started off as technicians that worked under a good supervisor or manager or owner, we took that leadership for granted. We just kind of expected that to be right, but mm-hmm. not really realizing behind the scenes that there's a whole art going on there with leading and managing people. That's a dip, completely different skill set than working on stuff and fixing stuff. And that was that was one of my big weaknesses. I was a big time hothead for a while because I was raised under a hothead dad and some hothead construction workers when I got into the trade. So I thought that was normal mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure out for a while, like, why do all the employees keep leaving? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, what's going on here? Are we not paying them enough or what? And then I finally realized, like someone told me like, dude, you're a freaking asshole. Like, so I was, I had to work on my EQ and I talk about that in my book. Like I had to learn how to get control of my emotions and that's just one Mm. of the leadership, you know, characteristics. And then, so yeah, delegation, leadership, EQ, communication are all super important for growing a business because to grow a business, we need to attract people. And then once we attract them, we got to keep them working here Mm. by having good leadership and strong culture. And then, and then looking to the future of, yeah, what are we, what's the, what's, what are we doing with this business? Are we going to grow this and pass it on? Are we going to ESOP it to the employees? Are we going to sell this and do an exit strategy? So I like to build businesses that are always ready to, to sell, whether we're going to sell them or not. That way, everything is systematic. We have playbooks, we have metrics, we have an entire, you know, operating system and we're functioning and running always like a a business that would get a, a demand, a high, you know, high value if it was to be sold. There you go. Get those exponentials. It's so important. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize is you've got to make sure you're out of the you're out of the sequence of, of strong people that are working for you because if you're still the business, the center right. core of the business yep. and someone wants to buy you, you know, you, you can't leave. They can't buy it, the business, right. because they're, if you, if you step out, there's no business there or, right. or, you know, support. So people have to think about that. And you, you touched on the things that are important that we talk about on the show a lot about leadership. You know, the people stay with a company that has good leadership and they leave a company that has bad leadership. And that's just a fact of data. And so if you're a poor leader, you know, you can't just be the best guy on welding and then expect to be successful at scaling your business in the welding business. You've got to be a good leader. You got to be a good teacher. You got to be a servant leader who can, who can get people the next level. And you've got to find your replacements that can build out in your business, you know, and uh, leadership is, is so much of that and what goes into it and, you know, learning to be empathetic, you know, and the, the interesting thing about the you know, blue collar business, it's a tough business. The people in it are pretty tough. And I remember when I was young going out to contractors and, and uh, there were some, they're, they're pretty uh, brawly sort of, you know, they're tough, dirty and, and uh, mean guys like, I, yeah, I wouldn't want to take any of them in a fight and uh, going, out, going out to meet with them, you know, and then sometimes yeah. getting paid by them is another thing too, or at least it used to be, I don't know how it is now, but I imagine there's still games being played, but uh, you know, you've got to be able to, you've got it, it because the business is kind of that way. I think you, you have to learn to refine yourself and to get to that next level of scalability where you can become, you know, a big corporation and you can run a lot of employees at that smaller level. Yeah. I mean, you can just be, I don't know, you can just be that dude who's gruff and rough, but eventually you've got to refine yourself to the point of, of, of being able to manage lots of people and keep them around. Yeah, exactly. And that's with the, 
like we we talked about earlier with these you know with the baby boomers retiring and you so like you said seven boomers exiting for every one coming back in it there there is a massive shortage of qualified talent pool mm-hmm. available yeah so one of the things to think about is you know you really have to hone in your leadership you're really going to have to dial in your culture because it's going to become more and more competitive to get people to fill these roles to grow companies. Mm-hmm. So why you have to understand like, you know, what's your, what's your secret sauce? And you, as mm-hmm. a contractor, as an owner, you have to be able to explain this with a lot of confidence to people that are coming to apply and work for you. You have to paint the vision of why your company is different, what you're doing different. Talk to them about culture and leadership and vision and building something bigger and more impactful than, than we're just doing plumbing work and installing piping or working on HVAC equipment. A players are what you want to have on a, on, in your company to grow and scale. You need A players. And what A players want is first, they want a good relationship with, with their boss. Like you said, people quit. People don't usually quit their company. They quit their boss, right? Mm. A players want an awesome relationship with their boss. They want what I call a flight path or a career path. They want to know that they're going somewhere Mm. and they, they want to do meaningful work and they Mm. want good feedback. So you as a leader, everyone deserves to work for a good leader. And you as a leader have to be able to paint that vision, have a strong culture and give those things to people that they want in terms of feeling like they're building something important and they have a future. Yes, most definitely. And you, you bring up a strong point because right now there is a lack of enough employees in the employment market. That's why the, you know, you're seeing the power of unions rise again. You're seeing the striking, you're seeing people paying more per hour. Yep. And it's partially because a lot of the, a lot of the boomers and some of the Gen Xers left early the workplace market and we've been expecting them to leave for 40 years i've been hearing mm-hmm. it. you know the boomers when they leave there's going to be a lack of employees there's going to be lack of everything and somebody's got to support them too in retirement and they left early with covid they're like hey covid ah fuck it we're out of here man we're out we're uh, done get enough <laughs> yeah and there's a huge lack in fact i think i i saw a figure i'm going to kick this out so please don't quote me google it but i think i i tripped across a figure the other day we're five to seven million workers short in this country for the jobs that are available mm-hmm. and that's not it's not going to get any better because people right. aren't marrying and having kids as much anymore so it's going to get worse and there's kind of a spiral effect you see that effect that's in japan right now and so right now companies are fighting for employees i mean every yeah company i know here locally is hiring you know offering hey if you refer an employee we'll give you a gift certificate um and like you said you know being able to keep the employees that you have that are high quality and being able to attract those high quality employees are going to make all the difference you know those are going to be the companies that are going to succeed in the future correct mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's it is it's getting nasty out there right now too because there's a shortage you've got the, this pirating going on now oh, really? especially with linkedin so your employees they're getting plucked at all day long so if you don't have a good culture and if you don't have a good system to keep your employees happy and show them their flight path Mm-hmm. They, they're getting plucked out all day long by these recruiters that have the best sales pitch that can paint vision, whether the vision's mm-hmm. real or not is a, a topic for another day. Right. But they, people mm-hmm. get lured into this bait and that's why there's a lot of churn going on right now too, is because of this, this pirating that's happening because of the shortage. 
Yeah. And, it, you know, I talk about that in my book, Beacon's Leadership. You have to be a leader who can who can give people a vision, an aspiring vision to motivate them, to feel like yeah. they're working towards something bigger than themselves. Even this, especially this Gen Z and some of the millennials, you know, they wanted, they just didn't want to like punch in and out. They wanted right. to have something that seems like it matters, yes. that feel like they're contributing and they're doing all that part. And so you really have to start thinking, even though blue collar is that sort of sometimes gritty sort of business, you really have to think of it from almost a white collar executive type scale, yep. a CEO type scale, where you have to think about, you know, the big picture and the big vision and uh, leadership. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I definitely. couldn't agree more. And you help get there with your book and the trainings that you do. What maybe haven't we touched on that we should talk about that you have in the book and, or some of the services you offer? I would just, you know, if I could say anything is just be open. Like people that want to grow, whether you're an employee or whether you're a leader within a company or a business owner, mm -hmm. that's there's, I know there's a lot of information out there and there's YouTube and there's a lot of fake gurus and stuff, but, but, <laughs> but be open. Like you, you know, do your, do your research. If you're going to hire a coach or a company to go get trained by, you know, but be open to the possibility. A lot of people think they have it figured out. And I work with a lot of companies and especially my, my clients that are kind of on the ramp up path. They still have this technician mindset, right? And they're like, well, I'll just figure it out. I'll, I'll just, I'll look on YouTube or I'll read the book and I, you know, and that's awesome mindset to have as a technician, but having an all figure it out mindset as an entrepreneur is really, really bad and it's going to be really painful and cost you a lot of money. So we have to be open to getting help. We have to be open to the possibility too that you can grow and expand your mindset. You can grow your leadership. You can become a better person, a better leader holistically if you decide to like jump into the journey and the journey is amazing, but you know, it's, it's going to take some work. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to grow and change as a human. It's not, and it, it takes time, and it's yeah. you have to master so much. I mean, yeah. and but but there's there's a lot of money on it. We've had a lot of people like yourself on the show that teach blue collar success. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's so much money. I mean, if you ever had to have your HVAC worked on, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just take out a second mortgage. You know, furnaces, sewer pipe any sort of stuff now and yep. with all the permitting and stuff that has to be done and things like that and licensing is so important you know it's 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 a heck of a business and then of course protection from lawsuits and things like that you know it's it's really become a you know not just like hey i'm just gonna do some work here and you know handyman sort of thinking mm -hmm. and so taking it to the next level scaling it really thinking about going to that next level is so important because you know i when i was young i said to my business partner i'm like you know we're young and we can kind of take the hit for how hard we're working these 18 hour days but i don't think i'm going to want to do this when i'm 40 or 50 no I, don't, I can, and at 56, I turn tomorrow. I can't, yeah, there's no way I could have done those 18 hour days. Yeah, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> I like sitting in my chair in the air conditioning or the, uh, uh, or the warmth and telling everybody else what to do. So there you go. And if you build it right, you can make it to happen. So give us your final pitch out for people to order the book and on board with you, how they can get to reach out to you, handshake, get, get involved with what you're doing. Yeah, if you'd like to get a free copy of my book, go to my Instagram page. Again, it's the real blue collar king. Shoot me a, a direct message and I'll, I'll send you a free copy of my book. I love to chat. Also, if you're a blue collar person and you just have some questions, I love helping people. I love sharing, you know, what I've learned in my 27 year journey. 
feel free to reach out, say hi, ask me some questions and, and just stop by. I would, I would love to, I would love to interact with you guys. There you go. Take you to the next level guys. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. If you're in the blue collar business, there is a lack of business or there's a lack of employees coming in and skilled tradesmen, which means you guys are probably going to double or triple your money. Like it's just, you, you guys are going to become richer than doctors and doctors aren't that rich anymore really for all the stuff yeah. they have to pay and uh, trying to collect from i've se- i've seen the balance sheets on attorneys and 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 doctors being a mortgage in the mortgage business mm-hmm. for 20 years it's kind of funny how you i mean they take in a lot of revenue in their in their uh, accounts receivable but the collection part of it's really low yeah, you know rough. especially if you're an attorney you put some guy away you know he owes you like Twenty thousand dollars. He's going to be paying a dollar a day out of his, or dollar a month out of his yep. prison account. <laughs> you know, you. It's going to become. I, I seriously believe this. It's going to become a really high paying thing. And it. And to that point, I, I'm going to go learn plumbing because yeah, do it. <laughs> I don't want to pay a plumber <laughs> or anything else. I'm, I'm going to have to start learning shit around the house. But it. There, I think it's. I think it's. There's going to be a corner on this market that's coming up the next ten to twenty years. That's going to be huge. And, and, and the, there's going to be so much money. It's going to be insane because there's going to be very few skilled people that can do it. Yeah. I think it's, you think cornering the market is a really smart game here in play. So thank you very much, Matt, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Give us your dot coms as we go out. <clears throat> yeah. So it's blue collar com. Super easy. There you go. Thanks so much for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Chris LinkedIn.com, Chris Foss. Subscribe to the big LinkedIn newsletter, the LinkedIn 130,000 group over there, TikTok, Chris Foss One, all those crazy places we're on the internet. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time.